What's up? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Unscripted and Unapologetic on this Saturday, February 19th, I believe. Um, please remember to share, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. The podcast can be found on the Substack page, on my YouTube channel, um, on all the links provided, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and the likes. Um, feel free to become a member of the Patreon community as well as I try to um, grow starting the 21st, um, even though I barely have any listeners that are regular, I'll get them. And um, for very, very low fee, the content that will be provided on weekends will be kind of um, for paid subscribers only. And I'm talking like three bucks, uh, a lot of good stuff there. And I will have a preview of what's to come in tomorrow's episode, which will air um, at 7 p.m. And that will be kind of dedicated mostly to a preview of, um, of what that, the paid subscriber content will look like. A few technical issues, um, <laughs> because I'm not very technologically savvy, with the website blockchoppers.com or so Google and all its infinite and omnipresent wisdom notified me about and so I'll be working uh, to fix that the next time I'm on the clock at my overnight job. I feel it's best to do that while they're paying me. So um, today, today I wanted to, I know there's a lot going on with the Russia-Ukraine thing. Um, there's a lot going on with um, the, the campaign, you know, uh, to end the mandates and the trucker resistance and the martial law, the Emergencies Act declaration in Canada. There's all of those things going on. Um, amidst all of that, I kind of, I just wanted to touch on a, on a couple of things. Um, first and foremost, uh, a post that I wrote regarding the supporters of, of tyranny that I, I just, I wanted to read a little bit of um and the way i read is tech is typically when i write quickly the way that i write so it's it's got a, a flow that's hopefully pretty natural to it but the other night when i was um getting paid tens of dollars to sit on my ass and do nothing i drummed up um this and it's called supporters of tyranny your leaders hate you too and um the reason I did is because, you know, you have the clapping seals, the lemmings who uh, I think fall into a few different categories. Of course, they are responsible for ruining everything. Um, they're not, they don't fall into the category of, um, if you've listened or read any of my stuff, you know that I, I have a category of people I call the handmaidens of hell. Um, those are people like Joe Scarborough or, you know, the, those are the prox, you know, the doctors that are going along with it, the judges that are, those are the handmaidens of hell. Um, your regular average citizen is just an ignorant dolt most of the time, but I think they fall into a few categories. Um, and I wanted to try to address this here. So before I jump into the, to the situation in Canada and how it's relevant to us and it impacts us and it matters to us, I think it's, prudent to address those who are in favor of mandates, who cheerlead them, and uh, by default 
are in favor of tyranny as well, sometimes not even by default, sometimes very overtly. Um, clearly, if that tyranny was turned on them, they would shit down both their legs and, and cry like little, little, little babies, um, which would always be an amusing moment, will be, there will be several of those moments. Um, but, you know, I joke, no, I really do want that to happen to some people. <laughs> uh, call me a bad person, but there are some people, and we'll get to that later, a segment of people who are um, seem like they're begging for this, but they fall into a different category. And I'll talk about that shortly. Um, the reality is to me, if, if you support the measures laid out in Canada's uh, Emergencies Act, which is make no mistake, it's not sort of like martial law, kind of like martial law. It's not you know, a breath away from martial law. It's fucking martial law, okay? Um, and for no good reason either, no good reason. Notice they're using the same language that they used uh, on January 6th, which was a ridiculous thing. And as ridiculous as it was, just as a little aside, I tend to digress. It's amazing to me that people are still in prison there. The constitution doesn't mean shit, but that's very clear anyway. The Emergencies Act is martial law. I've read it. If you read it um, and you've got an eighth grade reading level and you don't come away with that conclusion, you're fucking stupid. Okay? You're fucking dumb. I'm tired of, of, of playing diplomat and, and pretending you are an absolute fucking moron. You are the problem and you will be held to account when the rule of law is reinst reinstated. But the majority of people don't fall into that category. They are just plain uneducated, uninformed, and ignorant and frightened. All right. So I'll go on to say that if you support coercion and mandates, what you really should be aware of is whether it's here in the United States, uh, in Canada, or you support them everywhere they exist, you're really going to wish with every fiber of your being that you hadn't supported that, that you had raised your voice or at least not raised your voice in support of, of it in the very near future. When I say very near future, I mean like very near future. Um, this year, perhaps, I hope not, if we're able to mitigate some of this through, through you know, um, community action through peaceful but but it just it seems inevitable for reasons that are so numerous i can get into it in another episode um now it may seem impossible and plausible and just downright ridiculous but believe me when i tell you that this regime disdains you if you if you are someone who just rolled up your sleeve and got the jab and you're telling people you know to wear the mask and you're just that compliant they fucking disdain you and they hate you not only that beyond that they hate and disdain you far more than those dissenting and it the margin is not even close in fact they likely have infinitely more respect for the heart and determination demonstrated by the resistors even as they crush them smear them and isolate them and i should say us because i'm included in that even though you know, I'm not out there in these convoys really putting everything on the line. Um, they have far more respect for them. Believe me, 
than they do for, for those of you who are doormats. Um, they have zero regard for you as humans at all. Uh, they regard you as cattle. They regard the resistors as absolute total sovereign humans that still need to be stopped, but they recognize them and respect them much the same way, you know, gang members will respect other gang members who, you know, stand up to them even as they're killing each other. They'll respect the heart, the determination, the drive. Um, it's a microcosm of a microcosm, you know, this, it's the same thing here. And if you think anything different, you're going to be wildly disappointed. If you believe the officialdom is praising you for your heroism because of your compliance, you are adult. And that's not an adult, adult, meaning an idiot, a, maybe a useful idiot, but an idiot nonetheless. The regime is steamrolling you, right? Because you're, you're gullible, you're a useful idiot, or this is the category I'm willing to, to forgive and work with. And I think this makes up the majority. You're too frightened to stand up for yourself. And they know it. They knew it early on. You made it very clear. So just like the bully at school who would take your lunch money without any concern of pushback, the regime knows it can use you and abuse you. And you'll not only do it, you'll fucking thank them. You'll all but be down on bend and kneel. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, Fauci. Ouchie, Fauci. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom. Oh, all worship. I mean, it's, it's, it's pathetic. It's ridiculous. And don't be fooled. That's what they think of you. They think you're pathetic and ridiculous. And expendable. That's the scariest part. Because they know that when, if they were to roll in the trains, you'll get on that too. And you'll do it with a big fat smile on your face. Because as long as they keep things, you know, dressed in flowery language and, and, and you know, I don't even know that they have to do that. Because quite frankly, all of the evidence is out there. And I think it's become pretty clear to them that there is, you know, at least a third of the population that is just gone, 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 gone. Um, you know, I should say, and it may sound cruel, but I don't care. Dumb to dumb, dumb, dumb. That, there, that segment of the population is just uh, stupid. And I don't give a shit if this offends people because though the rest of us, because it's a minority of people, that are, that are this stupid. A third is probably actually exaggerating. It's probably more like 15 to 20%, but they're ruining everything for the rest of us. Um, to those of you who are frightened, I say, come out of the shadows, raise your voices. You'll be forgiven and immediately accepted. Uh, we need you. I understand, you know, you're protecting your family. You're doing what you have to do, you know, but the, the people who are genuinely going along with it, because they think that, I don't know, they're gonna be rewarded in the end. At first my heart ached for you. And now it's like, you know, there's that great parable about, um, and I'm gonna get it wrong a little bit, but there's, it's like a man is on a roof and there's a flood, some sort of storm and there's a flood. 
and a boat comes along, offers to rescue him. And he's like, no, I'm waiting for a sign from God. And then a helicopter comes along and is, you know, going to rescue him. He's like, no, I'm waiting for a sign for God. And then the third one, I forget. Finally, he drowns. He goes to heaven and he says to God, why, why didn't you? I was, I had faith. Why, you know, why didn't you do anything? And God's like, you clown. I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. You know what I'm saying? Like, where were you? Pay attention. Pay attention. So when the time comes, they know that they can compel these people, you, you minority of people who are just like loving the abuse. They can compel you to do anything they want because you've already shown them as much. And believe me, whether you want to accept it or not, you are going to be met with an edict very soon that you feel you simply cannot comply with. Of course, it'll be different this time because it's you and it's yours. And so it'll actually matter and be important and be rational. Um, who knows what it'll be? Everybody's different, but you'll have nowhere to turn for help. Let me repeat that. You'll have no power center if things keep going the way they're going to turn to for help. So it won't matter. It's not that if you turned to someone like me, even in all of my disdain for you people at this point, I would still try to help you. The point is that if we don't do something now, it's not going to matter. If you do have an awakening of some kind, there's going to be nowhere to turn for help. And that is going to be 100% in totality your fault. So it's not about faults and people. Yes, it is. It's your fault. It's the handmaidens of hell fault. But you know what? You don't have to listen to them. You could listen to your family members and friends who are trying to alert you instead of just refusing to talk to them. Or in one case of a dear friend of mine, their daughter showed up and wouldn't meet with them inside and had like a list of demands. Um, outrageously inappropriate. And I'm going to not, I'm going to reserve some of, some of my vitriol because this person is my friend and uh, I don't want to disparage their child, but um, unforgivable uh, in a way, you know? I mean, I guess if it was my kid, I would be willing to forgive, but well, let's put it this way. Unbelievably hurtful, irrational, and painful because you know that, that it's such mental illness. And I can't, I don't have kids, so I can't, I'm, I just can't imagine how much that, how deep that cuts because A, it's your child and you, you see them being abused by the system and brainwashed by it. And B, then they're cutting you out of their life when you're standing on the correct truth and principles. It's just so backwards and um, it can be enough to, to really make you despair. Um, but look, when that day comes, when that day comes that you're met with an edict that you or a mandate that you're like, oh no, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, and believe me, it's coming sooner, much sooner rather than later. Regardless of how well behaved you've been, your objections are going to be worth less than worthless. You understand? And your only option will be to bend over, Rover. And I am not fucking around. That's gonna be it. Bend over and grab your toes, baby, because that's what it's going to be. That's what you've allowed them to do. If all this sounds crude and outrageous, 
Sorry, it's what you've allowed them to do. You've given them consent. And what's worse is that you've given them consent for all of us in a way. And that's why you see movements popping up where we're like, no, we don't consent to this. And you're going to see more of those and they're going to be peaceful and they're going to be successful and they're going to be met, I'm sure, with violence from the state. And I want the state to know now you're going to lose more than the stakes. It's not really a state running this, you know, whether it's predator energy that's driving people to to these nefarious agendas or whatever. But, you know, the World Economic Forum, Pfizer, all these malevolent people, um, you're going to win for a period of time, followed by a stunning victory on our part. And I don't know that I'll be alive to see it, but it would be great if I am. You will be held to account and punished as severely as the rule of law, actual, appropriate, proportional rule of law and justice allows. You won't, there won't be just bloodlust and revenge. There will be rule of law and order and civility, the opposite of what we have now. So stop being a puppet and stop enabling your abusers because that's what this is. We're in an abusive relationship with our government. And honestly, if, if you are one of those people and you're listening to this and you've made it this far and you think it's funny, I feel for you once again, because laugh it up. I wish I were wrong. I wish I were wrong and you, that you could laugh at me and it would, I would be cool with it, but you're not going to be laughing for long. Keeping your head down and following orders spells the end for you. Do you understand? Probably not, not yet, but you will. You're on the other side of wrong. And right now, now is the time to rectify that. Not tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock, not Tuesday morning after coffee, not sometime in March, right fucking now, immediately. There's no telling when you're gonna lose the chance, when we're gonna lose the chance to do that. It could be 14 months, it could be in the next 20 minutes, okay? So anyway, I, I drew that out longer and got a little more passionate than I wanted to, than I intended to, but that's okay because I wanted to discuss, as I said, the situation in Canada. And um, while the situation is sickening, it's, it's not complicated if you kind of already knew where this was headed. As long as I've been alive in all my 40 years, Canada has been referred to as a, as a free country. Um, some of the most relevant sections of the Canadian constitution, while they don't mimic ours, they can be found in a link that I'll include uh, in the notes, and that's in a, in a blog post I made, but it's called the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And you can find the Canadian Bill of Rights in there. So the Emergencies Act, which I also provide a link to, um, if you read that, I read the whole thing, but you don't need to read much to know that it operates completely, thoroughly, and in totality outside the scope of law. The preamble which I'll let people read for themselves, speak to volumes if you simply understand uh, and understand it. And it's pretty straightforward. So I would encourage people, if you, if you look at this, to look at the blog post that's out there 
and look at subsections A, B, and C, okay? Subsection A of, of the first section, A. Um, on reasonable grounds, the, basically the government has the permission to do the following. A, the regulation or prohibition of travel to, from, or within any specified area when necessary for the protection of the health and safety of individuals. They're already doing that between provinces, even between towns. B, the evacuation of persons and the removal of personal property from any specified area and the making of, of arrangements for the adequate care and protection of the persons or property. Well, I would say, except for that last part, protect care, they've, they've stolen property, they've stolen gasoline, they've stolen their, I mean, they're, they're threatening their bank accounts, they're threatening, I mean, all this, it's, it's so much that it's beyond the pale. It really is. They're exercising rights that they have. Even the Canadian and Ottawa police have been, I'm sure they don't all feel this way, but there's been plenty of clips out there where the police have been like, this is, this is fine. This is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and, you know, if you have to be disrupted a little bit on your way to work, I'm sorry, but what's the price of freedom and avoiding genocide? A few honking horns? People amaze me. You won't be saying that when you're sitting in a goddamn camp somewhere, okay? And believe me, I'll say it again. Those of you who lined up for the, for, to, to get your, your vaccination and get your little card, get your little pass, and those of you who you know, took the third jab, some cases fourth, and in Israel, I, I think they could be talking about a fifth. You think you're gonna, and you wore your mask everywhere, you think you're gonna be rewarded for that? Think again, you're going to be punished so severely it is ineffable you're not going to be rewarded for being well behaved so stop it just stop it you're helping nobody stop like i said those are aforementioned sections are already being implemented in canada and they aren't going to stop there, okay? If you read the entire act, you'll get a taste for just how far they intend to go. And I don't necessarily mean this go around, but in general. So Shannon Joy, I've said it before and I'll say it again, um, several shows ago, she had a line where she said, uh, maybe it was the title of the show, I forget, but it was in the show notes maybe, but she said the establishment, they're not rolling back, they're reloading. And, and that's not to say, so I think, what she meant when she expounded on that was that they, yes, you are seeing lifting of some restrictions um, here and there, but they are doing that to provide a brief respite. We've seen this before already. We had it last spring or I think last spring where everything opened up, everything was good. And then bam, they dropped the hammer again. And each time they do that, it gets a little more severe. So she's right, they're reloading, except for this time they're reloading and when they fire, it's not going to be what we've seen and become accustomed to and been able to handle somewhat. It's gonna be much, much worse if, if we don't do something, okay? The Emergencies Act, to me, doesn't seem to be constitutional at all, but I mean, hell, what do I know? I'm just a dude who can read, college educated, but I'm no expert. After all, I don't have letters after my name or anything. So that, that of course, having, having letters after your name 
is what makes you automatically important, right? I'm not an expert. They already have experts, like uh, Amir uh, Adirond, I think is his name, who's a despicable human being and should have his license revoked immediately and without any impediment nor any delay. This guy is a piece of shit, make no mistake. He's a lawyer and frighteningly a law professor who actually even got his Twitter account suspended even though he's a foaming at the mouth Marxist uh, for going after Trudeau for not being um, brutal enough. Uh, he's just a disgusting, foul human being. I would include his Twitter feed and some of the stuff he said here because he got it suspended in the autumn, I think, and it's reinstated since. But it's so uh, foul that um, it's just not worth even giving him more time than I'm going to give him here. But he is worth mentioning because I think that people like him need to be, we need to, um, you want to talk about cancel culture, we need to castigate him, chide him, back him into a corner and make it so that his, he, he, he shuts his mouth forever in perpetuity unless he has something to say that doesn't have to do with inciting violence against innocent people. He is a violent human being. People, a lot of these leftists often talk about, and I'm not just talking about liberals, that's not what I'm talking about, I'm talking about like Marxists. Often talk, words are violence. This guy is actually making recommendations to be violent, to be more violent toward innocent people. And he's also speaking things that are just not true about what's going on. But anyway, they have their experts, and their experts are individuals like him. Like I said, lawyer and law professors. So just think about that. He's teaching young lawyers in Canada. That's, that's fantastic. And I'm sure we've got, I know we have similar people here. I mean, I don't know their names, but I mean, it's a much bigger country and same formula, same template. So it stands to reason that we have plenty of them. And he says it's okay. Anyway, Amir says it's okay to go ahead and abuse people. It's, it's A-O-T to steal for pe uh, from people, no problemo. Um, it's perfectly fine to needlessly jail them, no worries. Uh, it's fantastic if you can beat people and brutalize them. And it's just sensational if you can use unbridled brutal force against people. Um, all of that is good and necessary to clean up and mop up the mess in Ottawa. Um, that's what he thinks Trudeau should do. Um, this is despicable. I don't know what else to say. So, I mean, he's got credentials, right? So it must be a-okay, except for the fact that, folks, it's not. And he's just one example. Now, I don't give a crap how many degrees he or people like him have. I don't give a crap about what schools people or he or people like him have attended. He's a thug, just like the rest of people who espouse the same violent crap, okay? He knows nothing, and he is a dangerous individual. And if you think for a second that agreeing with people like him will somehow save your ass in the end, you're going to be disappointed. And, and disappointed is really not a strong enough word. We'll leave it there. You'll be disappointed, dismayed. It really. Anyway.
here in the United States, it's no secret that we've had constitutional, unconstitutional laws all along. You know, my dad always says, you know, after the first Congress, it was pretty much downhill from there. Um, even though there's a, you know, I'm not, I love my country. Um, it's the best place to live, in my opinion, or it used to be. It can be again. Um, we've evolved over time to be the America that the Bill of Rights, the Constitution promised for everybody. And we need to keep working toward that. Instead, we're going completely backwards. But but from the beginning, you know, from the Sedition Act all the way, I mean, we, we've had unconstitutional measures and unconstitutional laws. The powers that Lincoln gave himself during the uh, Civil War are astounding if you actually look into it. But in particular, in the last 21 years-ish, uh, we've had a flurry of really terrifying laws um, that I'm, I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to highlight a couple and a couple and then one like kind of executive order directive that people should look into. So if our so-called government wishes to use this, a stick to get compliance, which, you know, forget how many days ago it was, but according to Joe Scarborough, uh, he would just love to see that. Well, Joey, I've, I've, I've got a stick. I, I, you, you're threatening to meet people at their windows with a stick. I, I'll, I'll meet you at your car door window with a stick. I mean, as long as we're saying that's okay, right? I shouldn't get censored for saying that because you're essentially advocating violence on air. And it's not the first time you've done it. You know, that's why I, I'm very clear when I say that mainstream media are terrorists by, de by definition. By Merriam-Webster textbook definition, if you look up the definition of terrorism and really compare it to the template that mainstream media uses, it fits hand and glove, period. A few examples, I should back up. So they've got all these laws, the pretend laws, they're extra constitutional, but they've got them all on the books to pretend they have all the authority in the world if they decide to, to, get, to get severe. Just a few examples, like I said, uh, I'm not gonna list all of them, just a couple of recent, relatively recent laws that have no basis, no legal basis according to the Constitution or Bill of Rights. And honestly, like I said, and I'm not being sarcastic here, an eighth grader that is taught to use critical thinking skills could compare the two and be like, and, and, and recognize that there's a chasm, that it doesn't make sense, that, that if this Constitution and Bill of Rights is the highest law in the land and all laws made must comport with it, they would immediately understand that the Military Commissions Act does not. The Patriot Act and enhancements to that number, Patriot Act 2, does not. The National Emergency Act from back in the 70s, I think 76, does not. The FISA law and the FISA courts absolutely do not. Directive 51, the Homeland Security Directive under the Bush administration does not. There are countless others. And the number of authoritarian executive orders 
way exceeds the number of uh, bills that made it through legislation. Look, the intelligence community is so far reaching and so vast and is proliferated into so many different subsections that not only does it leave no stone unturned, it would be impossible for it to. Just by dint of its enormity and scope and scale, it forces every stone to be turned. Okay? And then within that, it collaborates with big tech and big pharma, collaborates with more than that, but those are the two big ones. And then it collaborates with um, multinational you know, groups like the World Economic Forum and so forth, and big finance, big, big, um, you know, the big bank, Bank of International Settlements and stuff like that. But to be honest, when the rubber meets the road, not much of this, maybe none of it, in fact, matters all that much because one thing that I think everybody, but at least most people should understand by now is that this regime and its proxies are simply going to do exactly as they please if we, if we let them, okay? And considering that the US had no small part, no small part in pressuring Canada to get severe in the first place, we should be under absolutely no illusions about what will happen here, what will happen here next. Now, the United States, it's a much bigger country. Does Canada have 22 to 25 million people? The United States, 320 to 340 million, I'm approximating. But gee, I mean, I'm not good, great at math, but how many times bigger is that? And then you add something very crucial to that, okay? Very crucial to that an enormous segment of our population are law-abiding gun owners, okay? And I'm gonna be honest, that is, people don't wanna admit this, oh, they'll, they'll hem and haw, hoot and holler, especially, you know, like anti-gun people, without realizing that the only reason that they have a, a, an inch of freedom is because this is an armed society, you know? Uh, you can tell that they're, the establishment is anxious about that. And this, I could not believe that people let Biden get away with saying when they were talking about gun ownership, he's like, well, how does that compare? We've got, you know, nukes and F-16s. Think about that coming from a president. He's essentially saying, so what if you have guns? You know, we have more firepower. We'll just kill the lot of you. Honestly, that should have gotten him instantaneously removed from office that day. I mean, like within minutes in a, in a just world, in a world that made sense, then we would have ended up having his, his VP who's Jesus. But the reality is all, all, all of that aside, all of that, you know, bravado that just came out of my mouth aside. He said that because they're, they're, they're nervous about it. It is, you know, I think on the Steve Day show, uh, one of them said, whether it was Steve or Aaron requoting Steve, you know, everything at this point is a Second Amendment issue when it comes to our rights, because the reason that we haven't been in Australia, a New Zealand, an Israel, a Canada is because we are an armed nation. 
okay? But make no mistake, what that means only is that the wheels move a bit slower here in terms of caging and enslaving us. But folks, the wheels still move nonetheless. The wheels still move nonetheless. And every day, every day it's on their mind how to get those weapons out of our hands. Believe me, because once they do, we don't even want to imagine. So again, we've had several inflection points, pivotal moments that is over the last two years. Maybe you've noticed it, maybe you haven't. Halfway around the world, Australia, like I said, Israel, New Zealand, they went fascist months ago and it's getting worse all the time. Now people are rising up, especially in Australia. I don't know much about the situation at all in New Zealand. Um, and I don't know if people are really pushing back in Israel. I don't know. But in Australia, I get the feeling from what limited reports have seen that they are. I can't speak much to it, um, but they are. Uh, but it gets worse by the day. People having to mark their doors if they're unvaccinated or sick. I mean, this is really, there are, it is a supernatural kind of um Ter terrorism and fear and the fact that people you know i had a, at work a, a client say to me well you know they mark your doors for lots of things you know the gas company might mark, mark your door not the same not the same so it goes to show you like in our education system like we do they teach kids anymore about genocides whether it was you know in rwanda uh uh you know the holocaust um they they don't. They don't talk about the identity politics that led to the genocide in Rwanda. I believe Rwanda even passed legislation to forbid identity politics so as to make sure it never happens again. But the reality is that, that we have, they are destroying the education system so that people don't get that marking your door to show you're unvaccinated or that you've got COVID, I forget which one it is, it might be both, is not the fucking same as someone putting a tag on your door, letting you know that bulk pickup is gonna be on the 27th. And here's the instructions. I'm sorry, for a lot of reasons, it's not the same, but one comes to mind, let's look. Every door gets one of those. This young man is very bright, not educated, not educated. Sound harsh? I don't give a shit. One good thing about this particular young man is that he is more than open-minded and ready to learn. And so thank goodness for that. So that, you know, hopefully he can get a different perspective and then decide for himself. Of course, now New Zealand, Australia, Israel, they're across the world. Canada is right there. So it hits closer to home because all along, we've been saying it's going to come home. What's happening there is going to come here. And so it is. Question is, what are we going to do about it? Folks, we're still in charge. We're still in charge. 
we're still in charge. I said in a recent post that I thought that we might have a year before time was up and our ability, our chances of shaking off this great reset and all of the authoritarianism, the, di the digital authoritarianism that comes with it would, would be nil to none. Now I'm not so sure that we have a year. It really all depends on what we give consent to. So what are we gonna give consent to? It's time to decide. We're on borrowed time. It's time to decide.